in the world with LinkedIn. One show at a time. Join your fearless leaders as they reveal insider secrets, chat with other LinkedIn gurus, and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Now, it's time to crank it up to 11. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the LinkedIn Rockstars! We're rocking the world with LinkedIn. And oh, today I have Doug Carr on the show today. And I was in Doug's audience taking notes as fast as I could, learning about blogging. And I felt like a dummy when I was in Doug's class. Doug, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> How are you, Mike? Awesome, awesome. Uh, you know, what uh, uh, blogging for dummies <laughs> comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, tell me about your book. Well, Corporate Blogging for Dummies came out because I. I we really saw that there was a big difference between the way that uh, consumers were, you know, blogging about their arts and crafts and, and how businesses really need to, to get the word out on what they were doing. You know, the strategies are, are far different when you're spending money and time and resources writing content on the web. You've got to show some results for that. So we kind of walk the, the company through all of the different strategies from search and social and promotion and, you know, building out call to actions and landing pages, all of those pieces that are necessary uh, to have a profitable, you know, corporate blogging program. You know, blogging is so much associated with social media, but it's been, you know, in the until the last few years, less associated with LinkedIn than some of the others. And LinkedIn just all of a sudden, I wouldn't say overnight, but boy, rather quickly, became this whole content platform. One of the things about it was the LinkedIn articles. You could publish articles, kind of the, the LinkedIn blog on your on your profile. Um, did, did you see that coming? I did not see that coming. I was I was actually quite surprised because uh, you know we we've seen you know with Google Plus and and Google Plus trying to to really take that whole social media market share away from Facebook and try to become its own you know central place of communication. Uh, it, it didn't. It fell flat, and so I was surprised that LinkedIn went that route too. Because pulling people away from these other uh, places where they've already got time, resources, practice, they're used to the interface, everything else—that's a real chore to try to get people away from that. Yeah, I'd always, you know, put LinkedIn in the database category more than the social category. And I yeah. still do. I still do, but it seems like that there's two categories now. It's this publishing content category and the data category. Um, when, when, they, when that publisher publishing platform came out, it was only for certain people, and everyone kind of liked that. You know, the, the really good people got to publish, and the rest of us got to read. Right. Um, yeah, and there's, 
and there's a real problem with that too, right? And that's the signal versus noise. You know, I I I know I I I'm pretty free with my connections on LinkedIn if if I see that someone's in the same industry as I am and they're uh they've been around and they have some common, you know, uh connections, I'll connect to them and and so I don't know how many connections I have on LinkedIn now. It's obviously multi-thousand, uh but there's a lot of noise a lot of noise on there now. There's a lot of people publishing that maybe, you know, are, are only doing it because they're told you need to be doing publishing, not because they're really publishers or they have much to say. They just are, are told that this drip market thing requires content, right? And we got to get out. Right. Well, and that's that, and that's a problem across the web. And it's a lot of reasons why people quit too, right? They'll start writing content for a few months and they'll say, oh, this isn't working. But they, they're not writing unique content. They're not writing content that's really compelling that people are, are digging into. They're just throwing it out there to throw it out there. Well, one of the, one of the biggest blog topics out there that, that, that frankly, I, I don't care for as much as I used to is called tips. Yeah. You know, here are my five tips for that, my seven tips for that. Anytime I see a number and it has the word tips and stuff, I know that what you did is you took ideas other people had and you gathered them and you just kind of reported on them. Okay, that's, um, that is too funny because literally I did a blog post today and it was 33 LinkedIn tips. <laughs> Where'd they come from? <laughs> they came from everybody else, Mike. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious! I, and, and no, that doesn't hurt my feelings at all. I, I, I think you're right. I, we tend to avoid that as well. If you looked at, if you looked at our blog, I think there's probably one out of every twenty or thirty is is one of those lists that uh, that people uh, that people pay attention to. But they get shared a ton. I'll tell you, there's a there's something to be said for making the dumb little checklist that people can just. Uh, easily go down and and see whether they're doing something or not, or pick up an idea or two, rather than the the deep thought and strategy posts. Well, so so there's one category. What's another kind of category or type of blogging or posting um, that 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 we might put a, a name on top of or, or put a tag on? Well, I mean, customer stories I think are are just so critical nowadays, and and that's that you know a lot of what people are doing even with the LinkedIn publishing platform is they talk about features and they might speak to benefits a little bit, but they're not really personalizing the story to, to try to get that match between the reader, you know, and let's say the customer. And so storytelling I think is probably the one factor that's, that's uh, just leapt into the spotlight, especially as all these people are writing all this garbage all over the web. Um, that when you read a story, you know, we were, we were talking before. So if you read a story on Gene Simmons writes about rock is dead. Well, you know, I, I, I'm a, I love rock, you know, so I, I read that story and, and, and it was really, uh, you know, got me all worked up. And then I read a bunch of other articles about what was against it. And the reason why is because it, it hit a personal chord with me, uh, because I'm, I'm a music lover, you know, and, and I think that's what, people are failing to do on a lot of these publishing platforms is they're failing to get that personal connection with their audience. That, that whole, that whole list, uh, list concept is something that I think it's good. I won't say it's going to run its course. Yeah. People are on to it now. And if you're not an original thinker, that's, that's a great technique for, for folks that don't have original thoughts. 
Well, yeah, I agree. And I, th I think it's all, uh, you know, we talk about intent and depth, right? You know, so intent is when they're reading your article, what's their intent? Are they, are they going to become a customer or are they just researching or are they just, you know, uh, trying to educate themselves? And then, and then the depth is, you know, is this just a top level, throw me a couple tips or is this a deep in thought? And, and I really feel like, you know, writing uh, for the web and for a company has to match kind of those three, you know, it's those three dimensions, you know, it's, it's, you've got to reach the intent, you've got to reach the depth of that people want, you know, and then you've got to connect with them personally. And, and uh, if you if, if you're doing a kind of a balance and bouncing around between all of those, you're getting a good variety of content that's that's driving a lot of a lot of attention your way. When, when, when we come back, I think a point I'd like to make is if you don't really, if, if you're, if you're, um, you know, a good way to get started. Tips are a, a good way to get started, kind of like like what we talked about there. Um, if you're if you're really a thought leader, though, you've got to have your own ideas. You can't just be re, re, regurgitating things that other other people have. Amen. But we got a world of regurgitators, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're curators of other people's stuff, and um, you know, I took uh, the reason we. Um, we went down this sort of rock and roll side side with us here. Is it's genuine? I'm not talking yeah. about something of which I don't know. When you mentioned right. uh, Gene Simmons, um, I'll I'll share a little Gene Simmons piece here then. <laughs> um, uh, the next version of our book is called "Rock the World with LinkedIn 3.0." It's the third third rev of the book. Yeah. It's about creating an impactful you on LinkedIn um, profile, your uh, your network a little bit, um, your visuals. Um, and the, the way that you uh, uh, do status updates and publishing and content a little bit. And um, the, the foreword to the book is written by a guy named David Fishoff. And David Fishoff is a, a rock promoter. Um, he invented uh, Ringo Starr and his all-star band. There's the, the uh, let's see, uh, the Monkees Tour back in 87. I went to all of his big shows, by the way. Um, and uh, uh, the, the last one was Roger Daltrey and the British Rock Symphony. Sym uh, Sym Symphony. Um, it was, uh, uh, so these are shows that, I, that I'd been to. And I, so I, uh, he's the CEO of Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Oh, nice. Yep. And uh, in his book called Rock Your Business, which I have right over here, um, he uses examples from, uh, from, from rock and from his life in, in business. So one of them, for example is uh, prototyping. You got to prototype stuff. People got to touch it and feel it and be able to see it and, and all. They got to be able to experience it beyond the words. Um, another, another thing is about pre-selling. Um, you know, if you, can, if you can prove you've got an audience, people will fund it. Absolutely. You know, some, some of those sort of things. And um, um, on the, in, in his book, uh, right, right, right in like the second or third page inside um, is him and Gene Simmons. Oh, nice. His LinkedIn picture has him with Brett Michaels. Um, by the way, it's a violation of LinkedIn to do that. Is it really? Yeah. I yeah. didn't realize that. It has to be a picture of just you, and it, and it can't be uh, – you can't be using celebrities. I had a, a friend who had a picture of her with George Clooney, and uh, it got taken down. And uh, and she asked, she complained to LinkedIn, and it was because she's not authorized. She's not George Clooney. It's just a you read the EULA. It's a it's a picture of you or your likeness. Yeah. Huh. Darn that! You know this this guy is going to go like a mile and come back. 
And as soon as we get back going on, <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, let's go. Let's let, let's get going again. We'll do a we'll do a blank spot here. We'll we'll die back on in. So we talked about tips. I want to talk about um, being a thought leader. Uh, I'll jump in and say, you know, being a tip. Uh, well, a tip idea, Doug. I get that entirely. If you're if if you don't have a lot of your own original thoughts, you're getting started, or or you kind of kind of want to pepper it with something um, that 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 seems to be a proven formula. That that list or tip or kind of thing works. Works works pretty well. I, I do it now and then. What are some other ideas or busting concepts? Well, the 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 tips thing is you know one of the things that I'd say if you're always giving tips and you're always just you know scraping that kind of surface, you're not reaching you know the entire audience that you want to. So the depth is you know we we talk a lot to our clients about the depth of their content and what you're talking about there is surface, right? It's the convenience store <laughs> model of content. But there's sometimes where you know you you have a purchase behavior that's a lot deeper. So there has to be a lot more discussion that on a thought leadership basis of uh, you know it could be the the CEO of the company talking about where the industry is heading and where the company is heading, what the where the employees are heading. Um, all of those different pieces are dimensions of a content strategy, and you, you got to have a balanced one. People are going to come to your site just to read, you know, fluff, and they're going to come to your site uh, when they're doing some really deep research and they want to they want to get some meat uh, there. So I think it's a it's good to have that variety um, of the two. It's definitely the tips aren't going to get you on the thought leadership you know trail. Um, you've got to have some some deep pieces to get some recognition in your industry that you're you're an authority figure. I, I love that variety idea. If you if you look at it from a music standpoint, put a record on, and you'll discover there's usually what a ballad and a metal song and a right. and a bunch of things in between, right? Kind of highs and lows, a sine wave. Yeah, kind of principle. Yeah, I, there's the fun songs, and then there's those songs that are really deep and tangled, right? I totally get that. How about interviews? I've seen a number of their interviews. Like um, uh, a friend of ours is Kurt Shaver, and he interviewed Jill Conrath. So in that part, he gets Jill Conrath's name and all that wonderful stuff. She's been on our show. Kurt's wonderful, too. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, Anytime that you can trade or share audiences, you know, just like what we're doing here, you know, as we finish this podcast, I'll be sharing this to my audience and introducing them to you. And then you'll be doing the same, obviously, sharing me with your audience. And and we will have some overlap between the two. You know, some people will go, man, that that was so great. I got to listen to this guy more and they're going to subscribe to you. And that doesn't hurt me at all. Uh so we we love you know the whole podcast interview uh, methodology is is uh, even even guest blogging it's becoming a little bit of a of a problem you know because of people trying to place backlinks all the time but anytime that you can share audience it's a great thing uh, as well you're a thought leader in the space so obviously I want to know you and I want to uh, learn more about you. Um, and, and, you know, there's probably business opportunities down, down the road. So, uh, doing, doing interviews with industry leaders and, uh, they could be targeted, they could be targeted, uh, leaders that you want to work with. Uh, they might be, uh, prospects that you wish to work with and you want them to be aware of your products and services. I think those are, those are phenomenal ways of, of sharing audience and getting expanded reach, uh, for your voice. 
I think you hit on it, and, and there's a there's a parallel with our with our radio show here. The yeah. best part about our show is our, our meeting the guests and the relationships we get with the guests. And with the radio show, you can you can pull CEOs in from companies to be on your show and have a have a relationship with them that you couldn't have otherwise. And I think blogs can do that for you a little bit too, couldn't they? Well, and no doubt, and you know, here we are. I you know, we I was talking to you before that. I signed up for the premium account on LinkedIn and I'm enjoying it, but I definitely haven't optimized my LinkedIn presence and that's something that I'm looking forward to working with you on that. Yeah, I got a few ideas and I, and frankly, now that I know you so much better, my idea list is getting kind of long. I got two pages of notes right here already <laughs> from our conversation here. Um, All right, send me a proposal. <laughs> <laughs> These are things that I want to do for me, and things that I a few things that I want to do for you as well. Um, that's that's what happens a lot in our industry. Is you know you do your stuff on me, and I'll do my stuff on you. Uh, the, yes. the the pedicure on me and the manicure on you kind of concept. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize how much of business is working just to help one another. You know, it doesn't always have to be. Uh, you know, a bill put a put on it. Uh, I I can't tell you how how successful my business has been, and and it's because of all of the people that sacrifice time and effort to help me get where I am, not because I had deep pockets and paid them all the time. Well, your services are cash to some people out there. Yeah, the money. And uh, in an entrepreneurship environment, a lot of people who listen to our our, our show here. Are entrepreneurs? They're not sitting in an office getting a check from Sprint and you know going home and you know doing their wifey things and the, the weekend things. Right. Um, you know they're they're up at. Well, what time do you go to bed, Doug? Tell me again. Uh, I go to bed at three and four in the morning every morning. At least two o'clock here. So does that yep. not create a relationship between us that that you know you know is very real? Frankly, I'll be talking to you at midnight tonight, probably. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the that the whole guest blogging thing, I got a big question on that, and then we'll go to we'll go to break. This will be the last the last thing we'll cover before we go to break. Uh, I guest blog on other people's blogs, and I'm always struggling with. I've got this great idea and post, and I've got it written or I've got it stubbed out. I start out with bullets, and then I turn bullets into sentences, and then sentences into paragraphs. That kind of wireframe idea. Um, when do I put it on my blog and when do I put it on theirs? I go like, God, this topic is so good. I don't want to give it away. Well, it goes back to that audience thing. Do they have a greater reach than you do? And and is that story or is that blog post really going to ring true for their audience? I, I think there's nuances between all of us and, and who we serve and who we speak to and, and how our community speaks to us. And so understanding a little bit more, you know, uh, obviously we talk about marketing technology and we talk beyond, you know, just the professional, uh, you know, sales and, and networking, you know, that LinkedIn has to offer. Uh, we talk about all kinds of, you know, marketing automation systems and triggered email and everything else. Well, if you're writing a blog post for the marketing tech blog, you know, you're an expert on LinkedIn but you're going to provide some details to me uh, that that are specific to you know any marketing technology users and understanding about you know the technology behind LinkedIn and why it works. Um, so you can focus on your area of expertise, but you can write the article towards my audience. And I think that's a that's a. I just wrote one for a, a search engine optimization site. And uh, and they're obviously a much stronger expert to SEO, but I've got a lot of experience there that's unique with my customers 
and and perhaps there's a spillover in the in what I'm writing about. Uh, you know, maybe I'm writing a little bit more about content strategies than just the 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 nuts and bolts of SEO. So I tailored the audience, tailored the content that I wrote for them. You know that it was very specific to their audience, but it was my experience. And I I think you have to do that research a little bit ahead of time. Wow. I want to come back. I want to explore a little bit more after our break in this area. I got three or four more questions, and then we got to get on to music, of course, because you know, Perfect. you know, at that, this is Rock the World with LinkedIn. But I, I, I want to pick up on this and ask you more about that LinkedIn publishing platform when we get back from break. So let's, uh, let's have Brasco bring us on a little bit of rock and roll, hear from our sponsors. Be back in just a moment. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Rock the World with LinkedIn continues only on webmasterradio.fm. Hey, we're back, Doug. Doug, I'm having so much fun with you. We're going to probably have to do more than one show. You know that, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, and when we do the next show, you'll have the prettiest profile bloggers ever had because I'm going to help you. I'm going to work with you, bro. Um, and uh, the, making your, your profile impactful and making your blog impactful, they they're kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Um, when, you're, when you're dealing with a, with a blog, what do you do to make it attractive? What, what can you do to make the blog itself, not the content, but the blog itself attractive? How do you, how do you pretty it up or make it, make it uh, the honeypot? I love that you're asking that because I literally just got out of a meeting with our design firm that's working on our redesign on our site right now. Um, the the basic is this, is that design has a huge impact on people's uh, 
people's decision or, or not whether you're an authority. If your site looks modern, and and when I say that, you know, modern uh, tech design techniques are flat and responsive to mobile devices, and and they look very clean with good white space, and and they're not, you know, uh, a lot of embossing and drop shadows and everything else. And design tends to change over time, and how people you know, think about colors and textures and fonts and everything. And so if you're not keeping up with the design, you can actually look a bit aged uh, to your audience. And so it's it's critical, you know, with our clients, it's it's pretty typical that every couple years we're actually upgrading their design. And the great thing about a blogging platform is you can do that without destroying, you know, all of the content other, underneath. Um, so design is is just a huge, you know, we're visual people. And, and uh, I think it's something like, you know, you have about two seconds to make an impression when someone lands on your page. And so if your page isn't isn't doesn't have that great impression, that professional look and feel that you want to reach your audience, then you're doing a great disservice no matter how great your content is. Well, when when we talk about design and all that, that's sort of the, the what the things on the side of the road, not not the things on the road. And, and I think they're equally important because if, if people yeah. don't read it because they, you know you you had orange and green on the landing page yes. to be to just kind of throw throw something kind of generically, I totally get that. Um, you're in control on your own blog platform. If we go over to LinkedIn and the publishing platform on LinkedIn, you can't control the look and feel too much. You just got you just got the body and the subject. Right. For yeah, you're person. you're writing for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would you would you could you discuss kind of the thought of writing on 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 LinkedIn for them, where of course you've got your big built-in audience. I mean, when I when I go click publish, um, I have thirty thousand LinkedIn connections and thirty-five thousand people who follow me total. To to thirty thousand plus five thousand other people who've been following me. Those thirty-five thousand people who boom real quickly see that little might publish a post until it gets pushed down, right? So someone else publishes one a second later, and all of a sudden I'm off the screen. But how? what's the difference or strategies or thoughts with the LinkedIn publishing platform versus your own that might be on your own WordPress site or on the business site or on the corporate site? Sure. Well, LinkedIn has the audience, right? It's a lot like you know, Facebook in that respect or Twitter, you know, there are audiences there that I have to reach. And in order to reach them effectively, I've got to write some content to reach them where they are. That's that's the struggle with the web in general is we, we keep having to promote where people are rather than trying to wait for them to come to us. I'm a huge inbound marketing guy. I totally believe in search and social and bringing people back to your website. But the fact is, is that some people are sitting there reading articles on LinkedIn for hours at a time. And I and so putting a presence there is important. The the what I would say about that is is just recognizing the fact that that's disposable content. And what I mean by that is when I'm writing website content, uh, you know, on WordPress on my own site, uh, my site is coming up on 10 years old uh, with with its current iteration right now. 10 years of, of investment on that. And it really is an investment that's paid back dividends. And, and it's just like a, starting a retirement account. I've put a little bit into the bank every single day by writing blog posts every single day. And now it's matured to a point where I have a business and I, and I make money uh, off of that 
off of that knowledge share that I've put out there. But the problem with LinkedIn or Facebook or those is they're a lot more disposable. And that's that your your content's going to be seen and then it's going to disappear. And and uh, because people are more and more people are writing new content and uh, all, every day and it's going to get lost in the in you know in the in whatever the mist or fog of 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 LinkedIn and so what what you have to do is attract people quickly uh, you know so I would almost write my best most compelling content that's really going to grab their attention uh, because I've I've got to. You know, it's like going to a dance. I've got to go dance my butt off in the middle of the room and get people to see me. Uh, and then once I bring them back to my site, you know, that's when we can slow dance a little bit more. <laughs> so how, how would you how would you strategize? I like that. How, how would you strategize about when to publish on LinkedIn versus when to publish on your own site or to do something in, in combination or that I hadn't mentioned? Yeah, we we tend to. Uh, I'll tell you, Mike. I, one of the things that I've really learned over the years is, and I, I'm a bit of a contrarian when it comes to, um, you know, all of these these. I in fact, I just saw an infographic yesterday on the best times to post type of thing and how often to post. I really feel like uh, when you're sitting with WordPress or LinkedIn, you have the door to a race car and. And when you open that door and get in the race car, you don't ask, how slow can I go, right? You want to push the pedal to the metal and see whether you can win the race. And so I'm all about, you know, testing capacity and seeing, you know, where is it that people start dropping off and get tired of me? I know if I if I live tweet on Twitter and I'm updating every 10 minutes, I start to lose followers. But if I write, you know, 10, 10, 15 tweets a day that are informative and, and everything else, I continue to grow a following. And so that's for me. But if they're maybe if if someone's following you on Twitter, maybe they only want to see one or two, you know, tweets a day. Or if they know that you're, uh, you know, there's a Atomic Chat, which is a, a great, you know, Twitter chat that goes on 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 Twitter every single night they want to read a thousand tweets you know about a certain topic and so i feel like you have your own audience you have your own community you have people that are interested in you you have to feel that out to see what that right you know uh frequency is and when the right time is to to publish well, I'm particularly interested in when I put it on LinkedIn and when I put it on my own blog or what I do in, in terms of that. So I've got this great topic, and yep. uh, it's of interest to LinkedIn people. Uh, but if I put it on my website, I get traffic to my website slash blog. I get traffic over there. If I put it on LinkedIn, I'm driving more traffic to LinkedIn. And it, they're kind of they're kind of seeing, but they've got the audience. Kind of seems like there's a strategy there to be had. I, I think there is. I think when it, when I want people to go to my blog, what I'm thinking about is engaging with them deeper. I really want to pull them in deeper. Uh, I want to get to that conversion point or introduce them to a company that they might do business with. So I so the intent for me when I'm writing on my own blog is to pull them closer to me. But when I'm on something like LinkedIn or Facebook. I'm there to make a splash more. Uh, I'm there to get a lot more visibility. And so I might write a really contrarian, you know, controversial article on LinkedIn to get a lot of attention. Or I might, you know, write an article that uses a lot of visual and and gets shared a lot more because that's what I'm after is I'm I'm interested in pulling some of their audience, 
getting attention and then bringing them back to me. On my site, when people are coming to my site, they typically already have a relationship with me. And so I'm just nurturing that relationship with them more. Uh, I get it. Wow. That, that really helped me. Thank you, Doug. That, that, yeah. I, I run with that. Um, you know, we are rock the world with LinkedIn and the word rock comes to mind. Um, and uh, you're in a music town, sort of. I mean, I've been to your town. I've been to the music places in your town. You're an indie. I am. I'm in Indianapolis. Um, Slippery Noodle and the Rath Skeller, we were there at a conference. In fact, I was in your audience at that concert, held a, held a party at the Slippery Noodle. Awesome. Um, it was Sean Sullivan that, uh, that I met that day for the first time. Oh, concert. great. And Slippery, Noodle, people has, Slippery um, Noodle has great blues there. Yeah. Yeah, love the, love the place. We were there on open mic night. So, uh, you know, they kind of have a generic band and you join the band and they go, all right, keep up with me, be on flat. And, you know, the guard, guitar player gets up and sings and the band, rest of the band kind of tries to figure out how the song goes. Nice. Uh, it was kind of kind of interesting. Uh, reminded me of Back to the Future when uh, Michael J. Fox gets up there and says, all right, and slow riff, da, 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 you know, yeah. kids are going to love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Like that. Um, what, what are your what are your tastes in that regard? We got a few. We got a couple minutes left here. I'd like to I'd like to kind of know a little bit more about Doug and and the music side of Doug. This is the crazy side of me. So I, I, I you know I I grew up going to pri- private school and listening to ACDC, and uh, so I'm a total metalhead. You know, the last big concert I saw was Iron Maiden when they came to town, and and uh, I love. The dirty, nasty little rock holes. You know, we have a place called the Rock House uh, here in town. They have great burgers and bourbon, you know. And uh, and there's a band there uh, called Join the Dead. And they just released their album, matter of fact. So if you're a metalhead out there, go look on iTunes for Join the Dead. Uh, and and uh, they they just are an angry, angry band. And, and I, I love just pumping my fist in the air and, and banging my head and, and just letting it all rip. You know, I, I can't say enough about, uh, you know, metal in my life. You would sure think that they're a dead cover band or a tribute band, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, yeah. No, they're just really dead. People would be really surprised if they walked in thinking that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really into tribute bands and I think there's a whole whole future in that you'll be seeing sure. me posting about about tribute bands because there are there's a there's a lot to be said there about about um you know being if you want to be a fan you know go play their music yep you're a real yep. fan there and uh, i i see as many tribute bands as, as i can uh the best tribute band i've seen anywhere by the way is zz3 zz-3 um if you you know remember a tribute band has to look like the band yeah yeah can you imagine how hard it is to look like ZZ Top? Yeah. <laughs> I dressed up once for Halloween in high school as ZZ Top with a buddy of mine, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, hey, you know, we're, we're winding down here. Uh, Doug, how would our audience reach you? We'll have you on the show again, but our audience between now, then and now is going to want to know, gosh, Doug's so cool. How do we reach him? Where do you, where do you want us to send people? Uh, well, the Marketing Tech blog is is our blog. That's where we talk about all kinds of different marketing technology. It's a discovery blog, so you can search for anything. Search for you know LinkedIn, and you can find a ton of articles and infographics uh, and everything on there that that can help you with anything. So the Marketing Tech blog on Twitter, it's uh, MKTG Tech blog. Uh, 
so you can follow us there. We're on Google Plus and Facebook as well. We've got a mobile app, so you can look at us on uh, Google Play or iTunes and look for the Marketing Tech blog and download that. We've got a video series on YouTube called Marketing Clips that that that's just coming alive right now. Uh, but you name it, I'm everywhere. And and uh, you can search for Douglas Carr, K-A-R-R, and find me on all those places as well. I'm I'm pretty open about uh, my personal, I talk about everything. I talk about heavy metal and religion and politics. I, I do everything that everybody tells you not to do. Uh, I am a transparent person when I'm online. Uh, so if, if you don't like any of that, that garbage, then, then follow me, follow the marketing tech blog everywhere. Oh, sounds beautiful. Hey, you're, you're, our audience is just going to love you. And, and please uh, follow, follow Doug, learn from Doug. Uh, and then look at his profile now and go back and look again a little bit later because Doug's profile is going to have that little crank it to 11 pretty soon here. <laughs> I am looking forward to that, Mike. Hey, we're Rock the World with LinkedIn here on webmasterradio.fm. Come join us every Monday. We have uh, pushing 200 episodes uh, on the show here. We interview wonderful people like Doug, CEOs of other companies, and webmasterradio.fm and Brasco. Make us look good. Rock on, everyone. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.